0: Thank you for joining us. Remember, you can watch our services live and view our archive at com, the Stevens Creek app, or on our Roku channel. And if our ministries have touched your life, we'd love to hear about it. Send us an email to com. We hope today's message encourages and inspires you. Enjoy the message. Well, good morning and welcome to Stevens Creek Church. We're so glad that you're here. I'd like to welcome all those in our South Campus, uh, and all those watching online had an opportunity to be in our South Campus last week, and I'm telling you, in a few weeks from now, it's going to be a beautiful, uh, a beautiful, beautiful building, and we're excited about what God is doing in the days ahead. Well, this is Christmas week, and we've been looking forward to this for some time, and so we're going to celebrate Jesus' birthday. Anybody have a birthday th- this week? Anybody? Happy birthday. You know, when I was a kid and we'd have a birthday, my mom would make a cake and put candles around it. We'd gather around it. And as she's lighting the candles, she's asking this question. She said, "Uh, why don't you go ahead and make a wish? Do you have a wish to make? And so the the tradition was is uh, you'd make a wish and then you'd blow out your candles. And if you blew out all of them, then the wish would come true. Now, let me ask you a question. Do you have a wish to make? I mean, we don't, we're not superstitious folks here, so we don't make wishes. However, if you had a wish, what would it be? Would some of you say, well, I wish I had more money. Okay, good. I hope you have a lot, but because the more money you have, the more money you can help people with. How about this? Some of you say, well, you know, I would like, a, I would like to be married. I'd like a husband or I'd like a wife, you know, or what would your wish be? Would you like happiness or you want fame or fortune? What would that wish be? I think if I had a wish today, it would be found in Luke chapter 2. In fact, it's the, wish, it's the story of Christmas when the angel said, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace and goodwill toward men. Peace, peace on earth. That's the message of the Christmas season. Yet, I meet so many people that don't have peace have you ever noticed that when you talk to people, they, they will tell, them about, uh, tell you about themselves, and they may say, well, you know, I am, uh, I'm active, or I am so busy, or, or I am so stressed during the holidays, and they just start telling you their lives. They just tell you all about it, or, or I am so tired, or then maybe they'll flip it and say, you know, the New year, next year's going to be great, and I'm so ambitious. I have these great dreams. But rarely do you hear somebody say, I am totally at peace. Hmm. At peace. At peace with themselves, at peace with God, at peace with other people. I seldom meet people that say, I am walking in peace. It's a rare quality. Yet one of the reasons that we celebrate Christmas is that Jesus came to bring peace. 700 years before that very first Christmas in Bethlehem, the prophet Isaiah penned these words and said a savior was coming and he was going to be the prince of peace. We see this in Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. It says, for unto us a child is born... And unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and he will be called the Wonderful Counselor, the, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. The Prince of Peace. Isaiah penned these words 700 years before that first Christmas, and it was a very difficult time. A very tough time. It was a time of of social and economic turmoil. A time of political upheaval. At this point, they were looking forward to better days. They were looking forward to the Messiah coming. He said the Prince of Peace is coming. And the original words that he used to describe this child, this Christ child were these words, the sar shalom. The sar shalom. The word sar uh, actually meant the one in charge, the, the Lord, the chief and general. The Romans took that and eventually called it the czar, the Caesar, the Caesar, the Julius Caesar, Caesar Augustus, the czar is coming The Tsar Shalom. The word shalom was a greeting that they would often use, a greeting that meant completeness, wholeness, the, a greeting uh, that m- meant um, tranquility. And he's saying that the Messiah is coming and he is the Tsar Shalom. He is the, the one who is in charge, the one who is going to bring completeness, the one who is going to bring wholeness. He is the Prince of Peace. But I look around and I see so many people that don't have peace because our world is in chaos. And there's a battle going on and it's a battle that we don't even see. And it's not just COVID. It's more than COVID. It's more than lockdowns. It's more than a fraudulent election. It's more than injustice It is a spiritual battle that is raging behind the scenes. Our world is in chaos. And this battle is not just the Republicans, nor it's the Democrats, and it's not just the liberals or the conservatives. It's not just the rhinos or the deep state. Our real battle is not with just those things. It's not with the people at work, the people that work down the hall with you. It's not just with that ex-spouse, that ex-husband, or that ex-wife of yours. Your battle is not with the neighbor that that lives down uh, the cul-de-sac from you, and it is not with that clerk that is trying to get you to adjust your mask. However, it does feel like that battle is that. You see, your battle is with the enemy, it's with Satan and his evil cohorts. And he uses fear, and he uses anxiety, and he uses worry, and he uh, uses these tools to destroy your peace. I say, too many people living without peace, they're living with an incredible amounts of stress and incredible amounts of worry. I see people who are struggling, and they're struggling financially. And so many times I meet people who are struggling financially, and they're actually making more money than they ever thought they would make, but yet there's this pressure on them. And these pressures lead to health concerns, and so they're, they're worried about their health, and then they're worried about the cost of their health care. It reminds me of this family that went on vacation. And while they were on vacation, the husband developed this really painful toothache. And the wife said, we're going to see a dentist. And she marched right into the dentist office and said, I want a tooth pulled right now. I don't want any Novocaine. I don't want any wasted expense. I want you to do it, and I want you to do it quickly. And that dentist was like, whoa, I've never seen such a courageous woman before. And, and he said, well, what tooth do you want me to pull in? And she looked over to her husband and said, show her your tooth, dear. Sometimes we worry, and, and sometimes our worry makes us think crazy, crazy, crazy thoughts. And we feel helpless. And, you know, what do you do when you feel helpless? Well, you go to Google. Right? And you, you, you put it in your search engine, all of a sudden there's 8 million blog posts on your issue and you start reading those blog posts. And, and then before you know it, they're conflicting ideas. One person says this, another person says this, and so what do you do? Then you go to WebMD. And then you just dive into Web ND, but the problem is you don't understand all the words that they use there. So you find yourself back at Google trying to understand the words, and before you know it, you spent four hours on this search, and you wonder why you can't sleep, and you wonder why you're so worried. Because fear comes in and it cripples you. Fear comes in and cripples you, and it robs you of your peace. In 1965, Charles Charles Schultz was approached by the CBS Television Network, and he was asked to create a Peanuts cartoon about the holidays. And he said, yes, I'll do that, but my one requirement is I want to put the story of the birth of Jesus in it. And the station executives were very hesitant and and tried to talk him out of that. But Charles Schultz was very insistent that, no, I'm going to do that. As a result of his persistence, for over 50 years, millions of people have watched a Charlie Brown Christmas during the holiday season. Because that's Jesus is what Christmas is all about. And many of you have seen that. But did you know that he put a hidden message in that cartoon? There's a hidden message in that cartoon. You know the character Linus, don't you? And what do you know about Linus? Everywhere Linus went, he carried a blanket with him, a security blanket. And in this show, he had the security blanket. But as he's standing there, reading through the book of Luke, through the Christmas story and reads the words, fear not, Linus drops his blanket. And that was put there by Charles Schultz as a, a, as a symbol of the, the, the very meaning of the Christmas story. Now, some skeptics will say, yeah, but he picked it up. And he did pick it up. But he picked it up and he carried it to that little tree and he put it around that little tree and he said, everybody needs a little love sometimes. And the point is this, that the message of Christmas is that you don't have to fear because God loves you. You don't have to fear. And what you do have to do is give it over to the Lord. Whatever that problem is, whatever that concern is, whatever that worry is, God can handle anything, including what you are facing right now. God can handle anything, including what you're facing right now. Here's what you need to know, that true peace, true peace comes when you surrender to the Prince of Peace. True peace comes when you surrender to the Prince of Peace. We can have peace in Jesus Christ through the lordship of the Tsar Shalom. That's why Jesus comes on the scene in John and says, Peace I leave unto you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world gives. So let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Jesus comes to bring peace. That's the very essence of the Christmas story. But the angel said, Do not be afraid, for I bring good news that will cause Great joy for all of the people. For unto you is born this day in the town of David, a Savior has been born, and he is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you, and that you'll find the, the baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly, and suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. Peace. This Christmas, I believe that you can find peace. This Christmas, I believe that you can find peace. You say, what does that peace look like? I believe this Christmas, Jesus offers three types of peace. First of all, he offers you an opportunity for you to make peace with God. You need to make peace with God. You may not realize this, but if you're living your, uh, your life on your own or apart from God, you're actually at war with God. I see this so many times. People are at war with God and they they become at war with God by just pushing him away. God is attempting to have a relationship, attempting to have a conversation, but instead of embracing that, you just push him away. You just push him away. And Christmas is about Jesus coming to reconcile us back to our heavenly father. Christmas is all about reconciliation. Jesus came to build a bridge so that we could get back to God. He is our reconciler. When you trust him, when you put your faith in him, he connects you with God. This is the message of Romans chapter five, verse one. Therefore, since we have been justified, since we have been justified through faith, we have what? Peace with God. Since we have been justified through faith, We have peace with God. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, have you made peace with God? It's not by accident that you're here today. It's not by accident that you're in our South Augusta location, that you're watching online. The question is, have you made peace with God? You say, how do you do that? Well, you don't do that by promising to be good or or trying to promise to live a perfect life. You just can't do that. You and I, we make mistakes along the way, and you'll do that. It says you'll make peace through faith. You'll be justified through your faith. That's how you get peace. And once you have peace with God, that is spiritual peace, then you can have the peace of God. So we're talking about you can have the peace with God, but secondly, you can have the peace of God. The peace of God. All of a sudden, when you have the peace of God, that stress that's keeping you up, it seems to be lessened. That anger that really riles you up, when you have the peace of God, it calms you down. That anxiousness seems to calm down that you can have a whole lot more patience and you can have the peace of God. Why? Because God is here and God is for you. I love the words of Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. It said, do not be anxious. Do not be anxious about anything but in everything, in everything everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your request to God don't be anxious but in everything with prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your request to God this verse really is telling us two things that he's saying you can pray or you can panic You can pray about the situation or you can panic about the situation. We all have issues. We all have situations. You can pray or you can panic. You can worship or you can worry. If you prayed as much as you worried, you'd probably have a whole lot less to worry about. I don't think worry has ever solved a problem that I have. But I do know that prayer changes things, and that's more than just a Christian cliche. Next verse, we're in Philippians chapter 4. We just read verse 6. What does verse 7 say? Since when you present your request to God, then it says, and the peace, what, of God. And the peace of God of God and the peace of God which transcends all understandings will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus pray about everything and you're going to have peace now this is the Christmas season I found myself during the Christmas season really uh, loving the Christmas story from the King James version of the Bible Now, uh, I typically read the NIV version, New Living Translation. I love modern translations, but there's something traditional about Christmas season that there's nothing like the Christmas story in the poetic words of the King James. And thinking along those lines, what is the King James? How would the King James handle this verse in Philippians chapter 7? He uses a phrase just really uh, is beautiful to me. It says you'll have the peace that passes understanding. The peace that passes understanding. That's what it's like to have the Sar shalom, the, the prince of peace. The peace that passes understanding. And that reminds me that God has a peace for every problem. God has a peace for every problem that I, I have. A, a financial peace, a relational peace, a spiritual peace. God has a peace for every problem. Whatever it is, the peace of God in your heart. Isn't it interesting? Well, guard your hearts and your minds. Why is that important? Because I think the biggest battleground that you face, I know the biggest battleground that I face, comes in my mind. It's the thoughts. And oftentimes, those thoughts take me down a path of anxiousness and worry and stress and fear. The peace that passes understanding. You need to make peace with God, then you'll have the peace of God. Here's the third and final one. That when we do that, we can have peace with others. Peace with others. I think the greatest thing our world needs is reconciliation. We need peace on earth and goodwill toward men. And what we understand in the Christmas story is God shows us kindness. He gives us grace, and he wants us to be kind to others. He wants us to give grace to others. This morning as I was praying, I had this phrase come to my mind when I was thinking about this section of the message Grace to others. Here's what I thought. The benefit of the doubt. The benefit of the doubt. Could it be that some of you will be prompted this week to give someone the benefit of the doubt? It is so easy when you walk into a situation where you don't know the whole situation, the whole circumstances behind what is developing here, it is easy for you and for me to jump to conclusions. When God especially wants us during the Christmas season to extend grace, in those words that came to me today was to give somebody the benefit of the doubt. We are to be peacemakers. Jesus came to be uh, the Prince of Peace. He, he spoke to the people in Matthew and said, you're to be peacemakers. He said, blessed are the peacemakers for they will be called the children of God. If we're truly children of God, if we're, and, and the prince of peace lives in us, that we need to do our part to be, a, to be a peacemaker. So this week, when you interact with people at work, you need to be a peacemaker and not a troublemaker. You need to be, build people up and not tear them down. You need to compliment people instead of criticizing them. You need to love people like Jesus loved them. If you'll do these things, you'll be a peacemaker. Christmas is a perfect time to make peace, to extend grace, to give someone the benefit of the doubt. So who do you need to rebuild a relationship with? Who do you need to restore a relationship with? What do you need to do to reconcile? You see, Christmas time is very interesting because you often are interacting with people that you, that you love but you only see on a limited basis. Have you ever noticed that when you get with your family of origin, it is so easy to bring up conversations or, or situations that, that happened years ago? could be even decades ago. And yet, when this group of people get together, they automatically go there. And I'm telling you, when you go there, it is not building people up. It is not encouraging people. It is not complimenting people. It is allowing the past to really control the moment. So when that opportunity comes to you this week, I want you just to make a, an attempt to live at peace with everyone as far as it depends upon you. Now, some people you just can't live at peace with. But the Bible says as, as, as far as it depends upon you, live at peace with them. Do your part to be a peacemaker. That's why you need Jesus. You need Jesus to give you the words to say to try to, to, give you, uh, to bring peace to peace. Because I'm telling you, sometimes I don't know what to say. But the Bible says the Holy Spirit will give you the words to say in that moment. We believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. We believe that God's Holy Spirit moves and and prompts and directs. Could it be that this week the Holy Spirit's going to give you words of reconciliation so that you can experience peace With those people you really love, but you have a hard time loving them in a way that's building them up. Just think about that. So many times, we struggle with letting those things go. That thing that happened to you years ago, it's painful. And I I don't want to discount that, and I'm not trying to get you to stuff those feelings deep inside. But I am saying to you, give it over to the Lord. I am saying, why don't you release that offender? I am saying to just try, just letting it go. I really believe that Jesus will give you the strength to release. And, and it could be that the reason you haven't done that is you don't feel forgiven. Maybe you don't feel forgiven for the part you played in the issue. Or maybe you don't feel like that that person that has hurt you has gone down the path to try to reconcile with you and and you feel like it's their fault and you've got this wall here. I'm not gonna do anything because not until they, they admit what they did to me or admit what they, and it goes back and forth. And I just ask you, this Christmas, don't you think that we have enough weighing on us in 2020 that maybe it is a time to release some of those things from 1980 or 1990 or 2015 or whenever that was. Don't you think that we've got enough weighing on us that we need to release those things and let it go and say, Jesus, I am giving this to you because I can't handle it anymore. I'm telling you, when you will start to release this, you will find a peace down deep inside of you. And just maybe you'll find the power and the wherewithal where you can start a reconciliation process. Some of you need uh, the power of the Lord to give you the strength to protect you, even this week, even today. Today. Because there could be some of you, today is the big switchover day. Because your children get to spend Christmas with the other, their other parent and not with you. You've had them all semester and now they get the holidays and the summers with the other. And so you've been working on this, and you've been anxious about the switchover because you typically drive a certain distance, and you meet in this certain place, and sometimes you have lunch, but you, you prefer not to. You just want to make it quick because when you look at that situation, you just don't even want to go there. Could it be that today is the day the Lord is going to be the Sar shalom? He is the one that's in charge And that you're gonna let it go. And that you're gonna go into that situation and that you're gonna lay down your weapons. And you're gonna lay it down and you're gonna let your words be few and you're gonna be kind because you want to be blessed. For blessed are the peacemakers. It's hard. It's hard. It's real. And you... In order to do that, you need a power that is greater than yourself. You do. Because you've played this card, this this movie over time and time again. You need a power. You need the Lord to come and to move in you, to give you that strength to do that, to say the right words. I believe He's here to do that. You're not here by accident. You're not not in our South Augusta campus by accident. You're not watching online by accident. God wanted you to be a part of this service because he wants to speak to you. He sincerely wants you to be at peace. That's the very message of Christmas. Peace on earth and goodwill toward men. Over the next few minutes, we're gonna pray that God will release that peace on you. So, what is it that you're stressed about? What is it that you are worried about? What is it that you're so concerned about? We're gonna bring those situations to the Lord and we're gonna give it to Him. We're gonna release that, we're gonna let that go. Because some of those things you had control over. But look, some of the things you are stressing over, you had no control over. It's just what happened. It just happened. It just fell, and it just happened. Things just happen. And the reason I can say that is because we don't... See everything clearly on this scent. One day we will see and we will know everything, but not now. But we don't have to worry about the why or anything else. All we are saying today is, Jesus, we need help. Come and bring healing. Come and let this worry and let this fear. Some of you are so fearful. And I get it. I get it. Because if you watch the news, you're going to be fearful because it's not good news. And I'm telling you, it is like they sell hype and they take something that is very serious and they just amp it up to the nth degree. And before you know it, as you've watched a news channel for eight hours in a day, that's too much. Okay? Look to your husband or your wife and said, you're not gonna be watching Fox News for the next 10 hours. Or MSNBC or all of those. Sometimes we get so enamored and that's all we see is the negative. Jesus wants to come and bring peace. The good news. I say that because Patty tells me that. So I'm not preaching at you, I'm telling you my story. But here's what I do know. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a savior, which is Christ the Lord. Christ the Lord He is here. This is not a fairy tale. This is not a history lesson, but Jesus came to give you peace. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a savior, which is Christ the Lord. What do you need Jesus to do in your life? As we pray today, is there something that you need to make right? Are you the ones that you've been running away from the Lord? And today is the day you're gonna turn around. You're not gonna fight against him. You're gonna surrender and say, Jesus, I surrender to you. Or maybe today is the day you bring this situation and, and you just lay it out. God, I am so worried. I am concerned. And he is going to give you the peace that passes all understanding. Hear me. Passes all understanding. It's not going to make sense, but he's going to give you this peace deep inside. On the outside, you should not be at peace. But on the inside, God is going to give you this peace. Peace and he's gonna give you the strength to take that first step to bring reconciliation to people that you're at odds with. So we wanna pray. And maybe you pray for others uh, that God brings to your mind as we pray this. I I do wanna pray for the Sturgill family today. Pastor Todd uh, called me last night and his grandmother, Gigi, who we consider really the church's grandma. She's been here for years and years, out in the lobby, um, greeting people but she passed away last night around eight o'clock and uh, she was at home, uh, Todd and Steve and Shirley and their families all around her bed and he said, Marty, it was so peaceful. He told me this. He said, honestly, we were there around her and we didn't even know she died, that it was that peaceful, that they, it just happened. But they're putting together uh, arrangements even as we speak right now to prepare for a service this week. So just remember them. As as we pray, let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your presence today. And Lord, I pray for those individuals in this auditorium, those uh, in our South Augusta campus, those watching from home who have never made Jesus the Lord of their lives. So today, I want you to pray this prayer. Say, Jesus, say that. Say, Jesus, give me peace. Say, Jesus, give me peace. Forgive me of my sins. Say that. Say, Jesus, forgive me. Make me into the kind of person you would have me to be. I give you my life. Fathers, they pray a simple prayer similar to that. I ask, God, that you would just move upon them. I pray, Father, not only for them. I pray for those families right here that have worries and concerns and fears. I pray in the name of Jesus that your peace that passes understanding would come and rest on us. The peace of God come would come and rest today. Jesus, we receive what you have for us. Say that. Say, Jesus, I receive what you have for me. I receive this in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you today.